Luke chapter 8 this morning. The book of Luke chapter 8. <clears throat> Thank you, Miss Dina, for that special. Uh, boy, it's been good to be in the Lord's house this morning. Y'all glad to be here? Are y'all awake? Are y'all ready to worship? I hope you've already started. I tell you, uh, everybody is welcome here. But I tell you what, most of all, the Holy Spirit of God is welcome here. And uh, we're in trouble if the Holy Spirit's not here. And uh, that's how we worship. That's who we worship through today is through the Holy Spirit of God. It's good to be in the Lord's house. It's good to see everyone. Uh, I am glad to be home. I've been gone, it seemed like, all summer. And I want to thank you for your patience. I've been in Center, Texas all week this week preaching a revival meeting. And uh, everything went good. I, I told somebody since January I've been gone 10 weeks already this uh, this year preaching meetings and other things. And uh, But I've been here on the weekends, but just glad to be home. And school getting started back this week. Everything is getting back in routine, and I am thankful and glad for it. Uh, may be the only one thankful that school's starting this week. Uh, may be the only one glad for it, but uh, I'm excited at Promised Land. I'm excited about the things we have coming up. I'm excited about Awana. I'm excited about all the ministries and blessings that God has blessed us with. Uh, if y'all are ready for the year, say amen. Man, I can't wait to see what God has in store for us. Stand this morning with me if you would. The book of Luke chapter 8, <clears throat> don't have a lot of reading this morning, I have one verse in verse 16, no man when he hath lighted a candle covereth it with a vessel or putteth it under a bed, but setteth it on a candlestick that they which enter in may see the light. I want to read that last phrase again, that they which enter in may see the light. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, I want to thank You for the light. I want to thank You for Jesus and Him being the light of the world. And I pray, Lord, that people would see the light of the world. I pray, Lord, that this world would open their eyes and see Jesus as Savior, Messiah, and Lord, and King. Lord, I am glad that You are the light today. And Lord, You have called us to be the children of the light. Lord, You have called us to be the light in the darkness. Lord, You've placed us on that candlestick to shine bright so that anybody enters in may see the light. Lord, I pray this world would wake up and see the light. Lord, I pray that our schools would see the light. I pray that our courthouses would see the light, Lord. Lord, I pray our leaders would see the light. Lord, thank You for shining light in my life. Thank You, Lord, for lighting up my life, Lord. Lord, without You, I'd still be dwelling in darkness. Oh, Lord, I'm so thankful for a day that all of this is going to be over with. And, Lord, You're going to take me to a place where I'm not going to need the moon and I'm not going to need the stars and I'm not going to need the physical sun anymore because You're going to be the light. And you're going to light it up for all of eternity. Oh, Lord, I pray that we would see the light. I pray as, as your people that we would become that light. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. You may be seated. I want to talk to you this morning about becoming the light. Becoming 
the light. This week we are beginning school. Uh, as a lot of you look very happy about it and thrilled about it, but whether we want it or like it or not, school starting this week. And we're going to go back and the teachers are going to get started, the children are going to get started, we're going to go back to our classes, everything's going to get back to normal, and we are going to be out in the community, we're going to be out in the schoolhouse, we're going to be out in, in the job places, uh, whether you go to work or you go to school or you work at the school, uh, wherever you go, as God's people, we need to become the light. I want you to know that people need to see the light at the schoolhouse. They need to see the light in the courthouse. They need to see the light in the home house. I want you to know that everywhere God's people go, we must become the light of the Lord. We need to go out and to the schools and to our jobs and to the places that we dwell. We need to be the light. We need to be the light in Walmart. We need to be the light everywhere we go. I've heard it many times, preacher, I can't go there anymore because people talk so dirty. They talk so bad. Man, it's so rough. I just, man, I can't overcome it. I can't overcome it. Through Jesus, you can overcome that this morning. And I want you to know that we are commanded to go to that darkness, not to take part in that darkness, but to go and dwell in that darkness and shine our light. Let our light shine. I don't know about you, but I'm glad I have a light. I'm glad I have a light to shine. We need to become the light that God has called us to be. Number one, I want us to notice this morning the power of the light. Notice what it said at the end of verse 16. That they which enter in may see the light. I want you to know there is power in light. And the reason there is power in light, because where there is darkness and light shines in that darkness, it gives people the ability to see. That's why we need to allow our light to shine, because it gives people the ability to see. Remember this, there is power in the light. Think about the world in which we live. Think about how miserable our lives would be if there was no earthly sun. Think about it, we woke up this morning dark and dreary. Think about it being that dark and dreary every single day of our life. Aren't you thankful for the sun? Aren't you thankful for the light of day? Aren't you thankful that no matter how bad it gets, I'm glad that there's a sunrise. Amen. I'm glad that the sun rises and shines that light down on us. There is power in the light. Power in the light. Light is an amazing thing. It does not have any physical properties. It can have profound effect on physical objects. Light is basically a wave of energy that can be seen by the naked eye. Wherever there is the least bit of light, darkness is forced to flee. You can be in the darkest place imaginable, and just a tiny match when lit has the power to drive away all the black and oppressive darkness. I am glad that there is power in the light. If you've ever hunted, if you've ever fished, and you've been out on a lake at night, if you've been in the woods at night, you know the power that is in light. I want you to know that light 
conquers darkness. Regardless of how much darkness that there is. Light can and will always conquer the darkness. Okay? Light always overpowers the darkness. Regardless of how black it is, regardless of how dark it is, any kind of light that is allowed to shine in that darkness will always conquer the darkness. Now, in the Bible, darkness always represents sin. It always represents the world. It always represents a life that is in objection and opposite to the Word of God. If you're dwelling in darkness, that means you're dwelling in sin. I want you to know that we live in a world that is full of darkness. Full of darkness. They don't know the things of God. They don't know the Word of God. And those things to them, they don't even see it. Because they're living in darkness. But the light represents godly things. It represents good things. And we're going to talk a little bit more about that. But we need to be the light because there is power in the light. Because every time that light shines in the darkness, that light will always conquer the darkness. Let me tell you something. There's darkness in the schoolhouse. Hello? There's darkness in the courthouse. There's darkness in the White House. There's darkness all around on the face of the earth. And the light needs to shine. Because this darkness needs to be conquered. Hello? And I want you to know that we are living in a world that is new, that is not too far gone. A lot of people look at this and say, well, we're too far gone. No, we're not. The light can conquer the darkness. I want you to know that light influences the darkness. Regardless of how dark it is, when you shine the light, the darkness is influenced. Let me tell you something, lights. We need to go influence this dark and dying world. We need to go be an influence in what's going on in society. And we have taken a back seat and got to the place, well, I don't want to share, I don't want to offend anybody, I don't want to hurt any feelings. Let me tell you something. This darkness needs some light in it. And the reason is, is because there is power in light. There is power in light. Number two, notice the person of the light. Look with me in John chapter 1. If you're with me, say amen. John chapter 1. Notice the person of the light. In John 1, I love this passage of Scripture. We'll begin our reading in verse 1. The Bible said, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. All things were made by Him, and without Him was not anything made that was made in him was life and the life was the light of men and the light shineth in darkness and the darkness comprehended it not there was a man sent from god whose name was john the same came for a witness to bear witness of the light that all men through him might believe he was not the light but was sent to bear witness of that light that was the true light which lighteth every man that cometh unto the world. He was in the world, and the world was made by him, and the world knew him not. Look down in verse 14. And the Word was made flesh, and dwelt among us, and we beheld his glory, the glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. 
I want you to look back in verse 9. That was the true light, which lighteth every man that cometh unto the world. Notice the person of the light. The person of the light is Jesus Christ. He alone stands as the light of the world. John begins to tell of the ministry of John the Baptist that there was a man sent from God whose name was John. And God sent John into the world to bear witness of the light. He said that this man was not the light, but he came to bear witness of that light. That very light is Jesus Christ. The person of the light is Jesus Christ, the Son of the living God. If there is power in the light, and the person of the light is Jesus, then there must be power in Jesus. Hello? If there is power in the light, and the light is Jesus, there must be power in Jesus. Friend, there is power in the name of Jesus, because He is the light of the world. The Bible says that that's the only name given among men under heaven whereby we must be saved. There is power in the name of Jesus because He alone is the light of the world. I want you to know the only thing that can conquer the sin of this world is the light. Who's the light? Jesus is the light. If this sin is going to be conquered, if this sin is going to be dealt with, we're going to have to let Jesus shine. Amen? We're going to have to let Him shine in this world. And we need to allow Him to be the light of the world. He's the light. Whether we like it or not, He's the light. And He's the one that we need to allow to shine. Now sometimes in church and sometimes in our life, we get so self-possessed when we go to school, we think about our selfish intention. We think about this is what we want to do this year. Let me ask you something. How many times have you thought, I want to go and I want to shine that light? If we're going to shine that light, because there's power in the light, right? Well, who's the person of the light? Jesus is. That means Jesus ought to be first in our life. And that means we ought to let Him shine in our life. I prayed this earlier, but I thought about this the other day in Revelation 21 when we talked about the new Jerusalem and we talk about the new place. The Bible said in the city had no need of the sun, neither of the moon to shine in it, for the glory of God did lighten it, and the Lamb is the light thereof. Oh, I can't wait for a city that one day in my heavenly home that Jesus Christ will be enough to let the light shine and be the light of our life for all of eternity. But I believe today that it's not just good enough then, but I believe He's good enough now to be the light of the world, to conquer the darkness, to influence the things in this world. I want you to know that Jesus can conquer sin because He's already conquered death, hell, and the grave. And He can conquer the sins of this nation. I want you to know the reason we have hope today is because there's power in the light. And the person of that light is Jesus Christ. How is this thing going to change? We've got to get Jesus out. We've got to let Him conquer. We've got to let Him influence. We've got to let Him have His way and His will in our life. I want you to notice number three, the people of the light. In Ephesians chapter 5. Ephesians chapter 5. Man, I'm trying to get used to this wire and it's driving me crazy this morning. 
I feel like I'm on a leash this morning. <clears throat> Ephesians 5. I want to notice number 3, the people of the light. We've noticed the power, we notice the personnel, let's notice the people of the light. In Ephesians 5, in verse 8, the Bible says, For ye were sometimes darkness, but now are ye light in the Lord. Walk as children of light. Children of light. First Thessalonians 5, 5 said, Ye are all the children of light. And the children of the day. We are not of the night, nor of darkness. If you're saved, the light of God is in your life. And there is power in the light that dwells within you. And as God's people, we must understand that we are the children, the people of the light. If there's anybody that's going to shine that light for Jesus, it's going to have to be us. It's going to have to be us. Let me tell you something. Lost people don't know the light. They don't see the light. They don't recognize the light. But we know the light. It's not their responsibility, but it's our responsibility to be the people of the light. What does that mean? That means that if we are saved, we've been given a big old flashlight. Hello? And our job, since we're people of the light now, because we have the light, we possess the light, now we are children of the light, and that means we have a responsibility with that light. If you get in the boat with somebody and there's three of you, there's always a light man, isn't it? If you go out at night, there's one person that's holding the light. It'd be kind of stupid to give them that light, and they just sit there with that light off. You're out there in the middle of nowhere, and hey, turn the light on. No, I don't want to. What are you doing? Turn the light on. I don't feel like it. Turn the light on. Well, I don't feel like it right now. I don't feel good. Well, turn it on. No, no, no. I just don't want to hurt any feelings. That'd be silly, wouldn't it? Let me tell you something. God's people are in the darkness. And somebody needs to turn their light on. And let me tell you something. Jesus is that light. That means we need to live out the person of Jesus Christ and allow that light to shine. You know what we need, teachers? We need you to be people of the light. I know you're held to restrictions. I know, I know, I know, I know. But I pray this morning that you go in them schoolhouses and you'll be the light of Christ. And God will open doors. And God will open things and do things where you will be able to allow your light to shine. And I'll tell you, at Hamburg School District, I praise God for that school. Man, it's awesome. Cross it, all of them. I know they're good. I'm only familiar with Hamburg. I praise God for what we're allowed to do as Christians in that school. We have no excuse to allow our light to shine. Last year they called and they said they were going to have a, uh, a career day. And so they called the preacher to come do career day. I thought, man, have they lost their mind? Do they know what they're asking? And my job was to go in there and tell them what my job is. And so I went in there. Brother Allen was there that day doing his job. And I went in there that day and I said, I'm a preacher. My job as a preacher is to preach the gospel. Here is what the gospel message is. And the light began to shine. The teachers, the principals, they walked away because they knew what I was doing. And they just walked away. I praise God for that. I praise God for our leaders and those that allow that to take place in a school district. You don't hear that very often. And I praise the Lord. Teachers, children, 
you have an opportunity out of this world to allow your light to shine. This school needs to see the light of Christ. And I'll never forget a family that I love with all of my heart, but they homeschooled their kids. And that's fine. That's their decision. If you do that, I praise God for it. But they got real critical of people that sent their kids to school. And they got on me one day and they said, Preacher, I don't understand why you won't take your kids out of school. I said, if I take my kids out of school, I'm taking the light out of the school. And the reality of it is, as a parent, I have a responsibility to raise my children in the nurture and admonition of the Lord. And as I raise them in that nurture and admonition, I'm to send them to the schoolhouse. I'm to send them everywhere they can go and to allow their lights to shine. Let me tell you something. You know why I'm for public school? You know why I'm for uh, God's people sending their kids to school? Because there needs to be light in the schoolhouse. And if we take all of our kids out, we're taking out the light. Oh, preacher, but you don't know how bad they are. You don't know how powerful the light of Christ is. Amen? And I want you to know we need to pray for these little lights. We need to pray for them as they go out and they witness and they work in this school. Oh, as you go to the job place, understand that you are the light. We're the children of the light. That's our job. We're to turn that flashlight on. And we're to let us shine for the Lord. We're to let everybody to see Christ in us. Christ in us. If we're going to have a chance, if we're going to have a shot, we need to let our light shine. Are you willing to let your light shine this morning? I've got one more. Go back to Luke chapter 8 and we're going to be done. I want you to notice the placement of the light. The placement of the light. In Luke 8, in verse 16, the Bible said that no man, when he hath lighted a candle, covereth it with a vessel, or putteth it under a bed, but setteth it on a candlestick. Notice the placement of this light. Uh, The light is put on the candlestick. Now, if you study the Word of God and you go to the book of Revelation, we learn what the candlestick is. It's the church. Jesus was in the midst of the seven golden candlesticks. The angel of God uh, gave John that interpretation there and told him that the seven golden candlesticks was the seven churches of Asia Minor. The church is a called out assembly of baptized believers. Are y'all with me this morning? And so Jesus said, I have placed the light on the candlestick. The candlestick is the church. It is that group of believers that have assembled together. Friend, I want you to know as believers, we have a responsibility to allow our light to shine in and through His local New Testament church. I want you to understand that He placed that light on the candlestick. The candlestick is the church. Child of God, if you're out by yourself shining your light, that is unbiblical. You're supposed to gather together with other believers so that your lights can shine together. Now this is what's so good about being part of a church. This is what's so good about being set on that candlestick, okay? Because when the kids go to school Wednesday, they're not going to be the only lights. And they're going to see their little buddy from church, and they're going to see their little friend from church, and they're going to have a little help. 
And that's what is so great about being part of a local New Testament church. It's not one light, but it's many lights. we got teachers all over this place. We have a bunch not here this morning. But we have teachers all in our church. There's lights everywhere. Amen? First Baptist Church is shining lights. Calvary Baptist Church is shining lights. And we can go on down the road. And we're all shining the light for the same purpose, for the same cause. Amen? And those lights are shining. And they're going to reach people that we can't reach. And we're going to reach people that they can't reach. And that's how it works. Because that's where God chose to place the light. On the candlestick. That means you serve the Lord in and through His local New Testament church. And you allow your light to shine through the church. And then He will take those lights. And He'll place them in the schoolhouse. And He'll place them at the job place. He'll place them at Walmart. You know what is so amazing, as dark as this world is that we live, everywhere I go, it seems like I can meet at least one person, Brother Allen, that knows the Lord and loves Him. The Bible said there's still a small remnant. Praise God for that. And I'm glad everywhere I go, just about every place, I can still find somebody who loves the Lord and wants to allow their light to shine. I think about going into school I think about this week starting. I think about all of this and the nerves of the children and the nerves of the teachers and the stress and everything that comes with it. Let me tell you something. I want to remind you that the Lord needs you to be alive. And I want to encourage our children this morning to be alive in the schoolhouse. Are you all with me? We need them to be alive in the schoolhouse. I'll never forget in Wales, there was a little boy, he was our youth director's son, Colton Kelly. And the teacher called me one day and said, Brother Josh, I want to tell you what your church member did. I said, boy, that's a different call. What are you talking about? Little Colton Kelly was in second grade. I got to lead him to the Lord. The next week after he got saved, he had show and tell. He took his Bible to show and tell. And he got in there and he said, here is my Bible. Now let me tell you what it says. And that little second grader began to tell that whole class about Jesus. That's being the light in the darkness. Teachers, be the light. Be the light. Wherever you work, be the light. Wherever you go, let your light shine. Let's all stand very quiet, very reverent this morning. These altars are going to be open this morning. If you want to come, parents, and pray over your children, Boy, I believe it's biblical to pray a hedge over your kids this morning and for the Lord to protect them and use them in a mighty way. These altars are going to be open. If you need to be saved this morning, I want to invite you to come right now. If you have a public decision to make this morning, come right now.